All right, today we're going to talk about an interesting topic that I know little to nothing about with special guest Ryan McRae. How you doing, Ryan? Good, real good. Good. So Ryan and I met at a Mike. Mike Vardy is the connection here. We met at a productivityist meetup at WDS a million years ago. A million years ago. And then I met you, and then I was off of WDS for a year or two and then came back. <laughs> this this story is just emblazoned, or not story, this situation. So there's this huge line that wraps around the Arlene, or whatever the building was, the right. theater in Portland where WDS is, the World Domination Summit, for those that don't know what it is. Anyway, we're standing in line, and Ryan was not, yeah, Ryan was there with his friend, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan only has one arm. And as we're standing, I'm the, I'm the two, I'm the two-handed Ryan. So there's <laughs> two-handed Ryan, and then there's one-handed Ryan. Right. Which and so and I don't know either of you hardly at all, but we're just making conversation. And Ryan, the other Ryan, has is I think he's holding a notebook or something in one hand or something. And you turn to him and say, here, can you hold my cup of coffee? <laughs> and I was just like, oh my gosh, this guy is a little irreverent. He's funny. He doesn't take himself too seriously. And yeah. so you have a whole thing around ADHD. And I was really curious to learn more about that. So sure. tell everyone what your thing is around ADHD. All right. So my thing is that I help adults who have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And um, you might have heard it as ADD. And now they just call it ADHD. Is it the same uh, thing? A bit. So ADHD, I want you to, it kind of comes in three flavors. It comes, you, you're either inattentive you're, or you're hyperactive or you're both, which they call combined. And so that sounds ADHD, worse. Like, yeah. Is so ADD people, you would just say they're inattentive. They're not hyperactive. ADHD people, you know, they're hyperactive. So, you know, there's a lot of misnomers and confusions. And so they're like, all right, let's just call it this. And so my my personal brand, I'm, I'm just the inattentive. Um, and so if you think of it like a classroom, I wasn't the kid who couldn't stay in his seat. I was the kid looking at the wind out the window, just lost to the world and could not really snap back. So, you know, I would, and so that's, that's my thing. So I, I help adults who struggle with that. And so I kind of coach them. I produce, you know, some books, some courses just to help and kind of guide and coach them on just being more productive and successful because, um, it can, it can be a struggle. It can be, it can be a pain that, you watch other people just be able to easily do things, easily keep track mentally of a list. And, and we just don't have that ability sometimes. So how does it, how is it mm, diagnosed or, so in other words, I've worked with people that say either, I think I have this, I've been diagnosed with it, but I blow off the diagnosis to, hey, I've, I take medicine for it. And and then it's also there's kind of also this nomer that everyone says that they have it, you know, when they're right. distracted or whatever. Yeah. So how do you untangle all that? I would say so. Let's start with diagnosis. I would say that you know you want to go to like a clinician, someone in psychiatry who kind of works with this all the time. Um, you know, we can all have those days where we're not paying attention, we're not on our game, 
we, you know, we leave the coffee on the roof of our car and drive away. Like we all have those moments. Yeah. And someone would say, oh, I'm so ADD. I left the coffee on the roof of my car. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, you know, we, and we ADD people, we ADHD people kind of chuckle at that because we're like, yeah, not really. Like (laughs) that's like our, like, that's our, that's our norm. Like that's our, um, I can tell you, you know, we have hundreds of stories of just bungles we've done that have really impacted people, hurt people, threatened our, you know, impacted our job in a negative way. And, uh, you know, so it can kind of, you know, it's, it's a rough thing, but in other ways being ADHD has been, um, such a, a brilliant thing in my life. It is something I treasure that, um, the ADHD people are the ones who, you know, at a meeting, like finally figure out the best strategy. They're the ones who, who just come in at the clutch. They're the ones you want in a crisis who can, you know, figure out, um, how to save the day. Um, do you mind if I tell you a story about that? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm wondering why that is. So, well, it's because just think of it that our brains just go a little bit faster than everyone else. So we, we don't keep track of the lists because, um, you know, it's hard to write when it's hard to write something down in our head when we feel like we're being chased. Like we're just, we're just operating a little bit faster. Um, but one time I, I worked in Afghanistan for a year. And um, when you're in Afghanistan, I was a trainer. I wasn't military. I, I just was training military on some sciencey sort of things. And when you're there, um, when you have to go from base to base, you have to get on a list. So let's say I want to go to base. I lived in uh, Bagram. And so I had to get to a base called Sharana. And it was uh, a bit far away, about three hours. And, uh, you have to be on a list and they hold that name on that list for about nine days, up to nine days on that 10th day, you're off the list. So I miscounted the days, of course. And so I go on the 10th day and I said, Hey, I'm Ryan and I'm here to report for a flight to Sharana. And they're like, you're not on the list. You're not, you're on the 10th day. You've been removed. And you can re-up and get back on the list, but you're at like the bottom of the barrel. Like you're the last, you know, you're not going to make this first flight. Um, and so I looked, so I had to think. I had to get to this base, John, because there's soldiers waiting for me. The classroom set up. These, you know, arrangements have been made. And in Afghanistan, there's not really like room to flex. <laughs> like you can't really be like, hey guys, let's reschedule tomorrow. Like they're just like, it's business on business on business. And so uh, I looked at these ladies and I said, um, well, you know, as it turns out, I happen to be on a different list. And they looked at me, they're like, what list are you talking about? <laughs> I said, you know, I'm on, I'm on, you know, the good looking list. And they're like, what? And I said, you know, you don't want all the good looking people on the same plane in case something goes wrong. <laughs> And so you got to spar- you got to sparse us out. And so I'm on that list. If you check, you'll see I'm like I'm not number 1 clearly, but I'm at least top 20. And so these ladies start laughing and they do the roll call for Sharana and sure enough, John, they called my name. <laughs> and I gave them a little wink and the old double gun like pew, pew, pew. <laughs> And I got on that. I got on that list. And when I saw them again, I brought them some like home baked um, goodies that friends of mine had sent me. And and that's a great question. Where does that come from? 
when you have ADHD, you're able to take disparative things and make them connect. We MacGyver situations constantly. And so that's um, interesting because I've always heard it as as a disability. Uh, I hear you framing it as like this is actually a really super cool thing to have. Yeah. I've it, always it, heard it as, oh, it's this deficiency. It's this thing that holds me back. It's this thing that's ruining my life. Sure. I, I do hear that. I coach a lot of adults who are in pain. And what we need to do is minimize the 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 things that Im, that impede you. So I work with a client and I said, have you, he goes, I just lose track of my time. I cannot, the, the weeks just seem to get away from me. And I looked at him and I said, how often do you use a calendar? And he kind of blinked and he says, I never use one. I go, why? He goes, it's just, it's just too much. It just seems like I'm putting myself in a box. I said, okay, that's great. I said, I understand putting your, put, putting down like, when you're going to do payroll, when you're going to do phone calls for sales, when you're going to do that. I understand it's putting you into a box. But I want you to think of it as if you were drive, if we, if we were going down the highway and there weren't any uh, white lane markers, that would be a problem, right? Like I said, this just having a calendar keeps you in your lane. You can change lanes all day. But we just need to set up these boundaries because what's happening is you're driving all over the place and you're getting nowhere, actually. But if, so, but how does that, if my understanding is you forget to do things, it seems like you're kind of doubly sure. screwed. Yeah, <laughs> if you're supposed to remember to look at your calendar, if you're supposed to use your calendar, but you don't remember to look at it, then now what? It's kind of like if you wear glasses, how do you find your glasses since you're yeah. not wearing glasses? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm um, experiencing that. <laughs> okay, so... I would say um, it goes down to an external an inser- external influence, I would call it. Like, um, I have reminders. I live by the reminders in my phone. I live by my calendar um, because I know the minute that I stray away from it, I'm inviting chaos into my house. I'm inviting it in. Like, no, no, no. Have your way. So, you know, I have very strict. Um, think of it if I was a diabetic. I'm going to take my insulin. Like, it's a it's a. It's not, a, I'll put it off a day. Like, no, this is for my mental health that I have a calendar set up. I have reminders. I use, you know, specific to-dos, um, you know, to-do apps. Um, when I was getting through seminary, I uh, I had every nearly every 15 minutes regulated. I, I would write down, um, I would take all the syllabi. I would put every um, every due date in a calendar. Then I would set that. This is back in the days of Palm Pilots, John. Like Palm, I love it. Palm Pilots with a stylus. And oh, if you yeah. Stylus. It's over. It's over, man. You're like, oh, I have to order another stylus and wait two days. Um, and uh, and I wrote down every assignment. And then I just had a long list. And I had them sorted by date. And then I would just pick four assignments, move them to this week. Pick one assignment, move it to day today. I work on that assignment. Once I was done, I would move one assignment over today, move one off to this week, and I would just constantly get my stuff done. Because, um, John, are you a Star Trek fan? No, not in have the you, least. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> like, do you understand? I sat like, through one movie many years okay. ago and was like, "Oh, this is horrible." <laughs> this is fine. All right. Well, I'll, I'll send you a list of better, a better experience. But 
you understand the concept. They're on a ship. Yes. That's pretty much all you have to know. Yeah. Well, that bridge where you've got like engineering and communications and navigation, like people without ADHD, that ship just runs, man. You've got a captain. He, he, and he or she just picks what, what's going on today. Doot, doot, doot. With ADHD, it's like we're not getting enough power to that bridge. And we have to reroute power a lot of the times to be like, oh, this is, we got to figure this out. We got to figure this out. And once stuff's rerouted, we run just fine. We just have to make sure that we have, you know, our decision-making power, you know, our relationships going on. Like we just make sure that, that those are running well. Otherwise we can just get lost. So what, how did you figure this out? How did you get to this place where you were like, oh, I just need to have all these systems. And then sure, I like the diabetic analogy. Like that made a lot of sense to me. It's like, oh, yeah. I've got this severe situation that if I don't do this thing, I'm in, I'm going to be a world of hurt. Right. So I was in college and I was a sign language interpreter for, um, for my school. And I worked at the Dillard disabilities office and, um, they, I was, I like, I was just like hemming and hawing about, you know, how busy I was and I was forgetting things and, you know, typical 18 year old talk and 19 year old talk. And this, this, uh, counselor was like, take this assessment for me. I'm like, what? Yeah. Just take, just take 15 minutes. Just I, I just want to see how this works. And it was just, it was an assessment. It was just, you know, on a one to five, you just kind of rated yourself. And midway through, I kind of laughed. I said, come on, like, what is this? And she goes, no, 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 keep going. And I was just all fours and fives. Like, um, do you lose track of time easily? Do you, um, are you consistently late for appointments? Um, are you under, would your con- friends consider you not dependable? Do you hyper-focus and lose track of when you are doing something you enjoy? All this stuff. And this I was like, is yeah, a scale this- of five. Scale of like one to five. And I was like, five, 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 five. Oh, four, no. Five. And I, but I, I, this is me being a typical 18, 19 year old. I just thought it was like a joke. Like I was just like, oh, this is how everybody is. Like everybody lives like this. She's like, you have, you have ADHD. And it was just coming out. So this is like 1992. And I go, come on. And she just like held up the piece of paper. She goes, go see this guy. It's covered under your college insurance. And I get set up and he says, bring in all your, your report cards from third and fourth grade. And luckily I was going home that weekend. I'm like, hey, mom, I need all my third and fourth grade report cards. She's like, for what? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, oh, it's school project, school project. Any college students listening out there, you can hide anything under the topic of school project. Then they're like, Hey, I need the keys to your car. Why? School project. Cool. <laughs> like they just they don't want to get in the way of your learning. So I bring I bring all these things in and we meet and he lays them all out and he just reads from them. Like Ryan is very advanced when he wants to be. Ryan is not Ryan rarely has a pencil for class. Ryan is our absent-minded professor. Like um, once Ryan loves a topic, he becomes the expert at it. Like it was those things. And he goes, I'm not really di- the clinician goes. I'm re- not really diagnosing you with ADHD. I'm just kind of pinning the ribbon on your lapel. <laughs> like he's like, like clearly that you are textbook. Like you should be in our like our DSM four. So um, and I was like, yeah, okay. And then I started as as I do, researching that topic. Like, what is this? How do you do this? Now remember. This is pre iPhone. This is pre 
people, you know, people having, you know, we, I had a paper, I used a paper calendar. It was like those little notebooks you get in college and it, and it, I bought one, it was new. And I was like, this is going to be my best friend. And I wrote in it, everything went in there, everything. And this is pre-email. Yeah, I was just going to say, no email, no cell phones. Nothing. You and I are dinosaurs. Right. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) And I just had it coded and I studied, um, you know, all the, like Zig Ziglar and how he managed time. And I studied, um, you know, everybody who was coming out with a plan. What was the big planner that was around in the 90s? Oh, 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 the Franklin Covey. Covey. Yeah, the Covey planner and the big binder. Yeah, I totally had one of those. I remember getting my Franklin Covey and my fraternity brothers were like, what is happening to you right now? I'm like, and I, and it was, and something clicked because like I started showing up early to meetings. Uh, My grades improved. I got ahead on assignments and that painful waiting till the last minute feeling was starting to, and, and I had my moments, I'd screw it up, but I was like, oh, this is how everybody just naturally does it. And so I was like, Okay. And then I kind of built those systems into my twenties and just kind of locked them in. And then like iPhone stuff came out and technology kind of changed in the, you know, and I was, you know, when you could, I remember being able to write and, uh, you know, something in my calendar and have it change on my computer instantly. And I was like, Oh, it is a brand new day. Like this is it. (laughs) And so I, uh, I just became in, you know, into that. And I really didn't like go to the ADHD conferences. I didn't kind of keep up on that because I was managing it. Okay. Um, so understanding that neither of us is doctors and we're not giving medical advice here. What, what are the different ways that like I've heard of it being treated with medicine, but I've also heard people say, yeah, but the medicine has horrible side effects. So what are the different ways for managing this? You know, um, I say that, um, like uh, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't take medication. I went to take uh, Adderall, and I was allergic to the animal protein that does the time release part. And I broke out. I was at work, by the way. I broke out in hives. Whoa. And I don't mean like slight hives. Where like parents were like pulling their children away from me. Like <laughs> hives. Like oh, you were like in a retail environment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so no. and then uh, and because I was on the Adderall, I was super hyper focused on the itching. Like I couldn't get it off my mind, and so. The doctor's like, you're allergic. And so Benadryl is current is your current uh, diet this week. I'm like, great. So the swelling finally went down and the itching stopped. But I you know, I was just like, ah, I'm good right now. Um, so I kind of didn't take it. And uh, I'm not against medication. I'm not. I think it can correct a lot of things. It's a, It can be a chemical issue that really is causing people a lot of issues with dopamine and serotonin. That's one of the reasons you have ADHD is your dopamine levels are, are off. Um, and so I have people, I have coached people who go on Adderall or some sort of, um, medication and it is super corrective. And they have that experience. It's like when you first wear glasses for the first time or you first wear contacts and you're like, Oh my gosh, it's, or, you know, you see those videos of people putting the colorblind corrective glasses on. They're like, is that what blue is? And you're like, that's blue. And you know, so um, I've seen that and, and I've, I've had people struggle with it, but I would say, you know, be diagnosed by a, by a clinician, someone who knows what they're talking about and you're not their first ADHD person that they've had a conversation with, have an open dialogue about, about medication and what it, what it does. 
and then see if it see if it works for you. Like see if it is something that corrects some of this. But I also you know, I think it could be something that kind of could shore up attention and um, maybe reduce some hyperactive components. Um, but also I tell people like it's not you know try and then try like hey make sure you know taking medication isn't going to fix your calendar. I tell I literally say that phrase a billion times. Like well. You're not going to suddenly be great at making a calendar by taking a pill. Like it doesn't work that way. It's just, it's the work you have to do, you know, after that. Does your employer know, like, I guess what I'm kind of wondering is, well, my mind's going a few different directions. I'll start with one in terms of it being like, is this, is this something that a lot of people do have that's masked or easily hidden or just not known? Oh. Oh yeah, I would say um, a lot of people go undiagnosed, and a lot of people. I know this sounds strange. Like if you put me in a cubicle and I had to do the same thing every day, every day, I would, I would, die. John, I would die. Like when I start <laughs> feeling bored, one of my ADHD like allergies, you'd say, is when I'm bored, I'm out. Like I can't function. It's just not. If it's not a challenge. Um, it just really is debilitating. Um, and I work for uh, a tech company that everyone in your audience has heard of. I work in a retail job that most likely everybody, all of your listeners have been to. And it is the most chaotic, random job you could ask for. And you love it. I love it. I have to solve problems and think of creative ways all the time. And I'm able to do that you know, with empathy, with figuring out something technological. Um, one time I was helping a, uh, a customer and I deal with some sad things. I still some sad, uh, sad, sad issues. A woman's husband had died about a month ago and she didn't know his ID to get into his, to get into his phone, to get the, to get photos. And so I was asking for two security questions where did where did his parents meet? And she looked at me. She goes, I know it's Chicago. I know it. I've talked to them. It's Chicago. Okay. And what was his favorite city? She goes, it's not Chicago. I said, yeah, security question. It can't be both. It can't be the same answer. And so she's like, I, I have to get into the phone. Because they were having a service for him. And she wanted all his pictures. Right. And so I'm like, and if, and if we went to kind of the, the, you know, the sledgehammer way, it would take another month to get that. So I said, what did he do for a living? She goes, he sold, uh, he sold insurance. Did he, um, did he travel? She said, no. Well, where did you guys travel? She goes, we weren't really travelers. Um, and, uh, so I'm not sure. You know, I've, I've tried a couple like Bahama, you know, I've tried some things, but it didn't work. And if I try it too often, it's going to lock me out. I said, yeah, it's going to lock you out. Um, I said, did he work from home or an office? She goes, oh, worked from home. Like, um, he loved his dogs, the whole thing. He always wanted to work from home and he got to do that. I said, you know, this is an awkward question. Is his office still up? Like, did you, she goes, no, I haven't put anything away. I said, are there any posters? She says, yeah. And she looks at me. You're total MacGyver. And she types the word Paris into favorite city. And sure enough, that was the answer. Boom. 
And my, my man, she tells my manager what happened. She tells the story. He's like, how do you do that? I said, look, man, I have ADHD. I can just, I can just randomly go through these rabbit holes and kind of figure it out. Now, sometimes I have left my coffee on the top of my roof, but I'm able, we're able to just think faster and think in, in a different way that just unlocks it just to understand. Um, well, I think that would make you a great coach too. Yeah, I'm able to, I, I enjoy coaching. I'm able to kind of poke and prod as long as my coaching client is along for the ride. Like I'm like, and we were in alignment, like, Hey, we're going to figure this out together. It's a great, it's a, it's like, it's great fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. You mentioned that you mentioned saying this to your employer. Did, does your employer know? Like, is oh, this something that yeah. you sit down with your employer on day one and say, by the way, this is something I have or how, like, how, no. do, how do you, how do you tell people to navigate that for yourself and for others? Uh, I'm, well, I'm still, you know, I've been working there four years. I'm in my mid forties. So, you know, when you're in your mid forties, the employer's like, all right, this is who I got. Like, I'm like, look, there's no surprises here, but, uh, <laughs> you know, my, but my enthusiasm, my ability to solve problems, my positivity, my way of like connecting with my customers and my clients, um, you know, my manager, you know, understands that when I punch in for work, I occasionally forget when I, you know what I mean? Like they're kind of like, okay, yeah, Ryan might have forgotten X, Y, Z, but boy, he can, he can talk someone down off a technological roof. So, you know, so, um, so that's interesting. So you're able to, so they're understanding in that way. Cause they know that you're going to more than make up for it in other areas. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I was leaving work yesterday at, you know, 8 30 PM and they're like, Hey, can you have a team building exercise for nine of us? at 9 a.m. on Thursday, um, can you just come in at 8.30 and just, you know, figure one out for us? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I was driving home and I'm like, oh, I already <laughs> have three in my head. And I turned on, you know, my Apple TV and just started watching something. And I just made the, you know, the team builder. And I'm like, all right, I'm done. Yay. <laughs> like, they're like, because I can just generate that stuff. Um, I will suffer, though, when if they're like, hey, we need it right now. And you don't get any preparation. It's kind of like the power has not been rerouted correctly. And I kind of freeze up. I just need a little bit of time, thought and space. Um, if it's going to be like a big thing, like it's, a, you know, coming up with Paris, I can do that on the fly. But when it's like, hey, you have this big presentation right now, I'm like, no. So, yeah. This ties into something that totally intrigued me with you. <laughs> and it's kind of like always kept you on my radar. Your newsletter is totally hilarious. Like oh, yeah. Thank every, you. Every single new, every Ryan's newsletter is like one of those very unique newsletters that they're always funny. There's always something going on. And I re always read them because there's just something unique about them. So where does that come from? That's a great question. Um, so I write, I, 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 do the blog, the ADHDnerd.com, and you can you can sign up for my newsletter there, <laughs> as um, as one does. And uh, you know, I just offer people some courses on like, do you need help with procrastination? Here's an email course. Do you need habit building? Here's an email course. You know, people have different needs. I get that. And um, but my newsletter, I went and studied. So when I when I went to start writing like blog posts and and newsletter stuff, I was like, all right, what do I enjoy? I enjoy stuff that's a bit random, stuff that I can apply. 
you know, if if I look at a newsletter and I have to like scroll seven or eight times, I'm like, oh, woof, like this isn't a newsletter. This is a blog post. Like, so I'm like short and sweet. And so what I do is I'm a big Evernote junkie. And so I just have when I think of an idea, something random pops in my head. I just simply jot it down into Evernote. If I find something on Amazon I like, I put it in Evernote. So I just have like this little file of just, hey, newsletter ideas. And then when I go to sit down, I don't want to sit down to a blank page without any any resources. So then I can just kind of go through there and um, simply write about that topic. Um, and then, you know, ship it off. I put, you know, if you're right, if you're into news newsletters, I recommend just like an image, just that as the title so people know what they're getting into. Um, I'll put a TLDR um, at the top sometimes it says like too long, don't read. Um, and then people can simply just, you know, scan it. Um, but you know, I, uh, I enjoy writing those. I think they're fun. I don't, um, do like affiliate marketing just yet where I'm like, Hey, buy this, uh, you know, buy these set of pens, you know, I'm like, I'm just not that, I'm not that guy yet, but, uh, <laughs> you know, which I appreciate. I, I, there's a couple, um, uh, newsletters that I'm like, I love it. They're like, hey, this is the best thing we found. This is the best this. This is the best coffee maker. I'm like, sweet. They did the work for me. So what are the ones you like? Uh, Recommendo. Um, and I'll send you the link for that. Yeah, do that. Put it in your show notes. They literally like, here are four things we love. Like a movie, a TV show, something random from Amazon that's very high quality and affordable. Um, and like maybe a podcast. And I'm like, Sweet. Um, and I'll buy from them. Um, I'll check my newsletters and I'll, I'll, I'll forward those to you to, to show you which ones. Oh, they're, yeah, they're fantastic. So when you sit down to write, do you, so you, you know, you mentioned that you just ideas and things just kind of come to you. Is that how you write or do you just dig through this? Some people call it a swipe file. Yeah. I would probably say 40% of the time I'm digging through the swipe file. Cause I, you know, I might want to be like, talk about this, but also mention this. Um, so I'll kind of dig through that swipe file, but sometimes I'll just be, you know, I'll sit down to write and I'll be like, all right, what funny thing happened this past, you know, two days. And I'll kind of flip through my email or my journal and be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that right there, that is, that's the gold. Um, and just kind of write about it or just a blunder I've made. I think people who do a lot of internet work, they they don't really talk about their mistakes enough. And and when I hear just like success story after success story, I'm like, ugh. Not my whoa. life. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why like, come on. Like, you know, I appreciated one of your last podcasts. You're like, hey, my over overnight success took five years. I'm like, yes, yes, that's exactly it. Where, you know, I'll tell people how um I did work for Charity Water while I was in Afghanistan um, when I saw them at WDS and World Domination Summit. And I got invited to their ball and I was cleaning out my, I was staying with a friend and I was cleaning out my room. I was staying there um, and I threw out the tickets to the ball that I was leaving for the next day. I threw them out in a Starbucks trash can, dug, dug, uh, dug through the, uh, dug through their trash and couldn't find them. And I had to like hustle when I got to New York to get them again. And it worked out. But I was like, who throws away charity? Like you're going to a ball in New York City. Who throws away the tickets? And this guy does. You know, and then it was like a joke. And yeah. So material is all around you. 
Oh, 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 I develop it and nurture. Yeah. These things just, these things just occur. And, uh, yeah. And you just write them down. I would say anybody who's doing a newsletter, you'll, you should never be stumped for store. Just write down the stuff that you learn and experience. And then maybe something you love. And that is enough for your newsletter. That is people are like, Oh, it's got to like, the thing about a newsletter is you have to drown people information because they know the next one's coming. Like you don't have to, it's not, you know, 19 bullet points, just, Hey, here's some things I found out about. Great. And then, you know, and you just build on that consistency. I'm not a super consistent guy. I'm like once a week, maybe every two weeks, I just try to put out stuff that I think people will enjoy and, and that I enjoy. So I love doing it. Once I stop loving doing it, I'm not going to, I'm going to just be like, once I'm bored, John, I'm going to be like, nope. <laughs> but it's it's hard to, you know, it's hard to be bored on that um, just because. Now, does does the newsletter and the personal work that you do with people, does any of that relate to your day job or are those kind of two separate worlds? Two separate worlds. Um, now, someone at my, my technical job asked me about Evernote or Things 3, which I'm delving into and I'm really liking. Um, they, uh, I'm actually writing a newsletter on that. Um, yeah, I will talk about, or if they're like, hey, I'm trying to do this internet thing, and I'll just, on one of our computers, just type the ADHDnerd.com, and they're like, oh my God, that's you! That's you! <laughs> and then, like, people are like, and all my coworkers are like, oh my gosh, great, showing that again. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah, it's me. I'm like, how'd you make that? I'm like, wow. Um, you know, do you have two years? Like, you know, so like, yeah, so... Yeah, it's fun, but it also shows them like, hey, all right, this guy knows what he's talking about. Like, I've called myself an expert in productivity. Like, I know what technology people can kind of help them be more productive and and get stuff done. So, what would you say is the most impactful or profound thing you've learned recently in that space or any space? I would say for creatives, one of the things I value the most. So, when I work with the clients and the number one thing I want to get across them is that they need to cap. This isn't very like you wouldn't put this in an Instagram post. You need to capture information quickly and efficiently that comes into your head because our, our brains are just terrible short-term placeholders. There's terrible. Oh, I'll remember that. Oh yeah. Let me like, there's this imaginary file cabinet in our head and then we go to pull that information out and it's just gone. It's just been, the whiteboard has been erased. Or it's super stale. I have some real inspiration around a, a podcast idea. And if I don't write it down or capture it in some way or start a mind map, maybe I don't even finish the mind map. But if I don't do anything with it, and then I try to, it just does not work. Right. You've lost that, the 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 emotional kind of currency behind that, behind that that's idea. That's a great way of saying, I've never been able to figure out what that is, but that's exactly what it is. Yeah, you've lost that that shine, that lightning bolt has struck and it's kind of like, whoops. So when we capture it, even if it's a voice memo, put it in Evernote, put it in whatever it is, um, make it one, I would say one bucket for all this capture. Just just don't put it in 12 different places because your brain's going to, it's going to hate, hate you for it. Put it in one, you know, I carry a uh, fields notebook in my back pocket all the time and a pen. And people are like, why do you do that? You've got a phone. I said, I don't want to break out my phone because I think that creates a barrier between it, me yes. and whoever I'm around. Yes. But no one has ever, 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 when I pull out a Fields notebook, pull it out and write something down, no one's ever like, oh my gosh, you're not paying attention to me. I'm like, 
you know, and I just jot it down and I put it, you know, and it goes right back in and never, you know, I never have to charge it. And then I have lost a notebook before John and that dark days, dark days. Mm. When that and so my habit is um, like when I'm just kind of docile and not really doing much and I've got my notebook, I'll flip through it and anything I really love just goes into Evernote and anything I, you know, have used up or don't need, you know, gets tossed. And so I always have like a blank notebook just because I just don't want to lose uh, lose that information. Ooh. I love what you're saying about the voice memo. I have played with that because there's the, the thing I like about the voice memo is it can. Well, if you can kind of talk unfiltered, it can capture the emotion and the like frustration or anger or joy or sadness or whatever. Right. Yeah. Your brain can immediately replay that. Like it hears it and it can just ex- find ex- that exact, you know, memory to play back for you. But if we don't capture it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of lost. It's putting, it's putting a file in a file cabinet that doesn't have a label. Like you can't find it now. It's, <laughs> I love it. You love don't know what, you don't know what drawer it's in. You're like, ugh. and then when you come across it, you're like, Oh, where were you three years ago? Like, so if you were to leave a challenge with people to kind of wrap up, what would that challenge be beyond capturing things immediately? I would say this. If, if someone in your audience is really struggling with, hey, I've, you know, I've, I've always felt I'm ADHD, but I never really did this. What I would really challenge them to do is just to give yourself some kindness and grace in that situation. Because ADHD when you have it, when you have shame and you have condemnation, that is the fuel for the dark side of ADHD because then you don't get anything done. Shameful people are not productive. Shameful people are not creative. And it just becomes this terrible, terrible cycle. So I would just say, give yourself grace and kindness when it comes to this. You're allowed to do over. And I would spot, you know, find some people who can who can help you out with this. And what I'm hearing you say, too, is get to the bottom of it. In other words, go see someone and find out for real, like what's really going on here. Yes. You have it diagnosed by a professional. Have someone help you out. There's plenty of material and and people who are just have their hands outstretched waiting to help. Now, you said something in passing a little bit ago that just, it's still in my mind. I'm going to bring it up now. <laughs> Maybe sure. topic for another time. You said you were going to seminary. I, I did. What was I that did. all about? What was that? I asked myself that every morning. What was that? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'm looking at, I got my degree in 2002, uh, my Master of Divinity from Moody Bible Institute. Um, I studied, I have, I have a divinity degree. Yeah, I just. I was remember when I said, like, if I get bored, I kind of flip out. So I was teaching and just the rote, hey, nine to 10 is math, 10 to 11 is reading. I just was like, oh, I can't do this. I just was bored. And uh, I really liked, you know, the church and I was really good at that stuff. And I was like, I'll just go to seminary. (laughs) People were like, are you thinking this through? I'm like, no, not really, but sounds all right. So it wasn't like you were going to change professions per se it was just a something you were interested in doing it and you did it oh yeah i love it just like well i'm gonna i'm gonna go from teaching to being a pastor so i'll do that and then um you know i'm i'm not i'm terrible i'm chronically single so i just couldn't find any work um after i graduated which uh much to the delight of my school loans and uh so then i um i became a resident director i worked with college students for nine years 
um, did that for a while. That was random as well. I could, you know, I was kind of like the guy who kind of broke up their parties and dealt with, you know, crisis and, and did that. So it was random every day. So I loved it. But I can see you doing that in a very creative Um, way. Oh, I, I was super creative. I did like geek weeks at my campus and, um, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. It was fun. I got myself into some trouble though. It being ADHD. Do you have time for that last story? Yeah, let's tell that story and then tell people how they can find you. So one of my RAs comes up to me and says, hey, Ryan, can I do a cigar program? I'm like, wait, what? Can At I Moody do- Bible wait? Institute? No, no, no. This is oh. when I was a resident director. <laughs> oh, no. This is when I was a resident director out in California in Monterey Bay. Okay. Uh, and, uh, oh, yeah, that'll last it. Um, so I said, Dave, you want to do a cigar program? I go, you have to sell this on me because I'm not really this isn't really something I want to promote on campus. And he says, look, we're always yelling at the smokers about don't do this and don't stand here and all this, but we never like have any community for them. We're just always yelling at them. And I just feel bad for them. And I think it'd be a great time to have people come out and smoke cigars. It's not illegal. We can like have coffee out there and have it like be like this dignified event. And he sold me. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you sold me. So I said, okay, yeah. I go, I'm not paying for cigars, though. Let me tell you straight up. I don't I do not have a cigar budget. And he said, I'll get them donated. I'm like, you're going to get them donated? He goes, Ryan, I already have them donated. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's working you. <laughs> oh, he worked me hard. So the, the event's like Thursday at 4 p.m. Or no, the, the event's like at night, like 7 p.m., 8 p.m. Well, this guy, he had hung a flyer all year, and he got all of his friends to make these huge cigars and in the puff of smoke it had like all the event details they were you could not go anywhere on campus and not see them so i am called into the dean's office they're like ryan you need andy wants to see you the dean i'm like oh my gosh our dean of housing he goes what is with this cigar program and i deliver the exact same pitch that the re gave me and he goes you have one problem and i'm like only one sweet great (laughs) like is it packing my bags because i hope it's not and he goes the american lung association (laughs) is furious with you and their representative is on campus and wants to meet with you in 15 minutes i'm like (laughs) he goes you have to sell them on a cigar night because if they're not for it i'm shutting it down he goes because they just gave us a lot of money i'm like okay great great and so i meet with them and my adhd has never kicked into a higher gear and i said i gave him the exact same pitch the res came and i said listen if you hand out t-shirts and flyers on my campus all the non-smokers are going to take them but i've created an event where you can target all the smokers on my campus (laughs) oh my gosh in one fell swoop so how about this if how about you provide the coffee and the donuts and you can come and hand out literature, T-shirts. And they're like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. I go, I can't stop them from smoking. It's legal on my campus. But I'll provide the smokers. <laughs> and so I had to tell my RA, I'm like, I can either shut down your event or have the American Lung Association come. I go, and they're bringing donuts and coffee. He's like, I don't care. Sounds good to me. And so my dean to that day is like Ryan McRae. Is the is the only person who's held a cigar and uh, you know a cigar program for the American Lung Association, and I'm like, 
Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. I'm here all week. So that's my literally to this. I've worked there 10 years ago or yeah. Monterey Bay still tells that story. They're like, man, no one could program like that guy. So, yeah. So where can people find more about you and get your newsletter and all your good stuff? They can sign up at, um, you can come find me at the, the ADHD nerd.com. And if they go to the ADHD nerd.com slash John, um, there'll be a free book for them. Just wow. for listening to, um, to me ramble about, um, all of my blunders and, and tropes right there. So, yeah. All right. Well, thanks yeah. for coming by. Well, thanks. John, this has been great. Thanks for listening to The John Polster Show. Notes, links, and all that other good stuff for this episode are at johnpolster.com slash podcast. Send your questions, ideas, or a simple hello to podcast at johnpolster.com. Want to stay up to date on new episodes and receive notifications of upcoming events? Register your email address at johnpolster.com slash updates. <laughs>